Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. How are we doing today? Doing well? Doing swell? That's what my grandma used to say. Are you doing swell today? I'm excited to be with you guys today. Uh, Russell said a little bit about me. I'm Alex Howe. I serve as a pastor out in Grandview, Missouri. So if you're familiar with that area, come and check us out. You know, when you're not here, maybe you're like sleeping in or something. You can click online for us too. So anywho, um, I'm excited. Last week, Russell left off with how Noah found favor with the Lord. And so today, I'm going to continue in that direction. And so if you have notes, which you should, if you're just looking at me, you don't have a notebook out or your phone to take notes, you may not be going to heaven. So take out your notes right now and get your pen ready or your thumbs, whichever one you choose. Uh, The title of today's talk is this, What's with the Favor? What's with the Favor? Why is it that in a time where There were so many evil people in the world when we're talking about Genesis. We're talking about Genesis 6. There were so many people that didn't follow God. There were so many people that went the opposite way of where God was going. But yet, God said, I have favor with this man, Noah. What's with that? What is it so significant that was so significant about Noah? Let's go to Genesis 6-9 and we'll see exactly what it was. And it'll pop up on the screen for you as well. Genesis 6-9 says this. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at this time. And here we go. And he walked in close fellowship with God. He walked in close fellowship with God. That's the answer. Like, why did he find favor with the Lord? Well, he walked in close fellowship with the Lord. And so today we get to walk through what does it look like for us to truly walk in close fellowship with the Lord? Are we walking in close fellowship with the Lord? Or are we not? And so Russell said, I have three kids. I have uh, three kids under three. So you can be praying for me and my wife each day. It's a madhouse sometimes. No, seriously. Pray for us. Um, I have three kids under three. My oldest is AJ. He is a boy, AJ, Alex. And then I have two little girls. Uh, Camilla is my youngest that my wife's holding right now. And then I have Naya. She's two. She's the the wild one between everybody. She's the one that, like, will jump off the couch and then, like, scratch her brother for no reason. It's it's ridiculous. Anywho, I have three kids. And I've noticed that at a young age, it's kind of hard for them to obey. There's times where I have to tell them the same thing over and over again. It seems like they don't really understand that I have their best interest at heart when I'm telling them to do something. And so as they grow older, as we grow older, we start to see, especially if you're in my position where you're a parent now, or you're just a little bit older, you're in your, uh, your, your mid-20s, your early 20s, your late 20s, and you see that the things that your parents told you when you were younger, maybe you don't remember when you were three or four, but mem- maybe in elementary school, high school even, when they were giving you direction on where, your li- where you should go with your life, we don't, really, we don't really take into account and really understand how wise, it, how wise the advice is that they're giving us. 
And so as we grow older, as we mature in our faith, as we mature in our walk with God, we start to see that what God is telling us to do, we probably should have did a couple years ago, or we should have did the first time he told us. For me, as a parent right now, my mom told me so many things that were just gems when I was in high school, even in college. And I thought that what I was doing, I thought that what, 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 what the thought that I had was, well, she doesn't really know. She doesn't, she's not in my shoes. But God put her in my life to guide me. And so the older that I've gotten, I've realized that obedience is a sign of maturity. Obedience is a sign of maturity. As you grow in your relationship with God, We'll see a couple of examples. We see, and I'm going to get back to Noah in a second. We'll see in Abraham how Abram was first Abram, but then, he changed his, then God changed his name to Abraham. We see it with Saul to Paul. We see it multiple times where God changes names. He doesn't change the name until they go through a few things where their faith has grown, where he sees, like, man, they're obeying me. They're listening to me. They're having faith. They, they, they know that what I'm telling them is the best thing for them. And for us, as we are trying to figure out how are we walking in close fellowship with God, that's one of the things. Well, we have to obey God. See, in this time in Genesis 6 where we find ourselves today, Genesis 6, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit in Genesis 7 as well, we find ourselves in a, in a story where there's a bunch of people that are not following God, but God says, I have favor with him. See, I, I want to ask you this, in the midst of a world that is going astray, a world that is going crazy, are you willing to still obey God when it's not the popular thing to do? Are you willing to still take steps? Are you willing to, to, to go on the narrow road and not the wide road when it's not the popular thing to do? See, favor comes in walking in close fellowship with God. Walking close fellowship with God means we're going to obey God. That's how Noah found favor by walking in close fellowship with God through obeying him. And so there's two times, and Genesis 6, 6, 14 through 22 will pop up on the screen. There's two times that we see, there's two times that we see Noah obey God exactly how God, the instruction that God gives him. I'm going to read it really quick. There's a few verses, but just bear with me because it's all really good stuff. And we've all heard this, but... I'm going to read it again because I, I just, I think it's powerful. This is God speaking to Noah. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout this, its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Let's stop right there. These are specific instructions that God is giving Noah. These are very specific Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside, the lower, middle, and upper. Look, I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female into the boat with you to keep alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird, every kind of animal, every kind of small, of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you and be kept alive. And be sure to take on board enough food for your family and all the animals. Now this is 
the scripture. We're going through all this, but this is the scripture that if you don't leave, leave today with anything, leave with this scripture. There's no, between verse 21 and verse 22, there's no other scripture that says, and Noah hesitated, and Noah didn't do what, and Noah talked back to God, and Noah tried to reason with God. The scripture says what? So Noah did everything exactly as God commanded him. See, God picked Noah. God had favor on Noah because he saw that as he was walking in close fellowship with him, he knew that if he could give, if, that he would give him those commands, he would follow through with them. I think a lot of us go through life trying to figure out, well, why is God not giving me, what, why is this not happening? Why have I not been blessed? And why is this going on? And God's like, I've given you a specific instructions in a certain season, and you failed to exactly follow them. And you're sitting here trying to figure out, well, God, what about the next season? I have instruction. I want instruction from you to go to the next thing. And God's saying, let's slow down. Let's look back at the last thing I told you. Did you do everything exactly as the Lord told you to? Have you had that conversation that may be hard? Maybe it's time to transition from a job. Maybe you need to go find that person that you hurt or that hurt you, and you need to say sorry to them. You need to have a crucial conversation with them. Have you done everything exactly as the Lord has commanded you? There's going to be these times in your life where God's going to challenge your faith. You say you love me. You say that you're really walking in close fellowship with me just as Noah did. We see that that's why he had favor, because he walked in close fellowship. So it's time to put your money where your mouth is. I'm giving you these exact detailed instructions. Are you willing to follow them even when everyone else may look at you crazy? Imagine Noah building this huge ark, this huge boat. If you look up in history, um, people say that this is, um, uh, this is the, one of the most beautiful, built, uh, beautiful architectural things that was built um, like in the world ever was this ark. And so if God's asking you to build something that's beautiful, if God's asking you to, 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 to do something that uh, may take a little faith and courage, are you willing to do it when everyone may look at you like you're crazy? People were probably looking at Noah like, what is this guy doing? Why is he wasting all this time? There may be a transition that you need to make, and people are going to be looking at you like you're wasting time. They may be looking at you like, well, why didn't you stay here where it was comfortable, and why, why would you do this? And God's like, yeah, but I told you to do this. Verse 22, and so he followed the instruction exactly as he was commanded. But that doesn't stop there. If you go to, if you go to Genesis 7-5, you go to Genesis 7-5, 1 through 5 may pop up on the screen, but we, well, let's read 1 through 5. When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah. Notice how it said when everything was ready. See, like I said earlier, for God to give you instruction in the next season, you have to complete the, fir the first season. You can't expect God to give you this instruction for a season that's coming up when you haven't followed the instruction he gave you in the last season. So before Noah could get to this point, he had to build the boat exactly as God instructed, instructed him to. When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, go into the boat with all your family among all the people of the earth. I can see that you are alone, or excuse me, you alone are righteous. Take your seven pairs, male and female, 
of each animal I have proved for eating and for sacrifice. Take one pair of each, uh, excuse me, and take one pair of each of the others. Also, take seven pairs of every kind of bird. There must be a male and a female in each pair to ensure that all life will survive, that all life will survive on earth after the flood. Seven days from now, I will make the rains pour down on the earth and it will rain for 40 days and 40 nights until I have wiped from, every, ev- wiped from the earth all living things I have created. What does verse five say again? There's no space. There's no talk back. There's nothing where Noah is trying to push back on what God has told him to do. It says, so Noah did everything as the Lord commanded. There wasn't, there wasn't anything in Noah's heart that was like, I don't trust what God's telling me to do. There wasn't a hesitation when God told Noah to do all these things. We see that God's given him specific instruction about the animals at this time. Before he gives him specific instruction about the animals, he had to build the boat first. So he gets instruction about the boat, and then he gets instruction about what? The animals. The animals were touched on in the previous chapter, but God gets specific in the details of the animals in the next chapter, in chapter 7. And so a lot of us are asking God for specific details, and God's saying, you need to complete the first set of details I gave you. And this is hard. When you evaluate your life, there's some things that you may look at and say, man, I, I actually have not followed what God said. It's, it's scary. Man, it, to take that step financially, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. To take that step, it'd be out of my comfort zone. All that's valid and all that's true. But I truly believe God can do anything. I, I believe God can do anything. And I believe that if you take that step, if you follow the instruction that the Lord has given you exactly how he has given it, I believe that you're going to walk in peace. You're going to walk in security because of Jesus Christ. He did everything exactly as he was told. So Noah's walking in close fellowship with God. So God sees the earth and he's disappointed and he's like, man, why, why are all these people acting like this? But I see this man, Noah. So in a season when everyone's acting crazy, would God point at you to, to execute an amazing plan like this? Would God say, yeah, you're walking in close fellowship with me. I know you're going to obey me when I give you these crazy commands. Maybe he's picked you to do something and you're like, oh, well, let me just put that in the closet and I'll hang that up and I'll come back to it when I'm ready. I bet you my bottom dollar that Noah was not ready when God came. I bet you that he was not ready when God asked him to build this boat. I bet you it took him off guard. I bet you he was uncomfortable. But I also bet you that he knew that he trusted the person that was telling him the details and the instruction. See, obedience comes all back to a couple things. Trust, faith, and honestly, hope. Obedience comes back to those things. When we obey God in the simple things, we'll see an amazing ripple effect of blessing in our lives and in our, 
in our, in our, in our immediate relationships. You guys have community groups. You'll, you'll see the benefits from it. You'll see another person get motivated, get excited, like, man, he, he really trusted God in this. God's been speaking to me about some things. Let me take a step, too. Follow the instruction exactly as the Lord has commanded. Don't deter from it. Don't try to make your own plan. I think that's one thing that a lot of us try to do. We try to make our own plan. We try to put our own date on the calendar. God's given us a specific date, but we're saying, oh, let me move it back just a hair and let's do this. And then when we get to that point, we wonder why it's not going as smoothly as it should or why it's not being executed as it should be executed. And God's saying, well, I told you to start it up here. But thank God for his grace. He's still going to cover you even in that. Let's follow God. Let's, let's not be scared to follow his instruction exactly as he's commanded. So what's with the favor? We see that the favor is, comes from Noah walking in close fellowship with God. We see that in order for us to walk in close fellowship with God, we have to obey God. But after we obey God, we see... We see Noah, there's another thing in, in verse 9. If you go back to verse 9, and it'll pop up on your screen too. If you go back to verse 9, it says, This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time. He was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at this time. For him to be on earth at this time and for him to be the only blameless and the only righteous man on the earth at this time, that means that he had to love God wholeheartedly. He had to love God wholeheartedly. In order to walk in close fellowship with God, you have to, one, obey God, but two, and this can be interchangeable. There's not one that comes before the other. It's just, it's one A and one B. You have to love God wholeheartedly. What does this look like? Wholeheartedly not half-heartedly. A lot of us walk through life loving God half-heartedly, and we're wondering why things aren't getting done. We're wondering why things aren't how they should be. And God's asking you, who's the number one priority in your life? And so that's my question for you. Is God your number one daily priority? Or are you waking up, getting in a hurry, and just going out the door and getting to work? See, in the midst of this chaos, when Noah was walking on the earth, he made sure that God was the number one priority in his life. God's not going to look at someone that's given him a half-hearted effort and ask him to do something as amazing as building an ark to save his family and all of humanity and all of the animals. So what does this look like practically to love God wholeheartedly? Just throughout your day, think about this. Do you have pockets in your day where you just can, can pause? Maybe it's your lunchtime. Maybe you just have some, some little five-minute pockets where you can just quickly pray for your brothers and sisters in your community group. Or maybe you can just quickly pray for, your, for your, uh, an opportunity to share the gospel where you're at. Maybe you just pray for a conversation to come up and you can invite them to Mission City Church. Is God your daily priority? Like, are you thinking about God throughout your day? As you're in work, as you're, and it may be a bad day at work, but how can I use this bad day to still communicate the gospel of Jesus? Through my actions, through my words, 
through an invite to church? What does it look like? Look for opportunities in your daily walk to bless people. To just bless them. If you're in line at, at a coffee shop, take care of the person behind you. It's literally like four bucks for a cup of coffee. Or, I don't know. I know Starbucks is high, so. But I know because of my wife, so. She's out of the room. I can, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but, but what does it look like to give God your, your whole heart? What does it look like for you to give God your whole heart? When we're walking through life, when we are followers of Jesus Christ, if you look at Revelation, God, uh, John's writing seven letters to these churches, and one of the letters in the churches says that you can be hot, or it's either hot, cold, or lukewarm. And the people that are lukewarm, he says, I'm going to spit you out. A divided heart goes in that category. When you haven't given your full heart to Jesus, when you haven't given him your all, if he's not your daily priority, the first thing you're thinking about in the morning, we got to look at our life and reevaluate this. And this was me. This is stuff that I walked through when I came home from college to pursue being a pastor and being in ministry. I had to really evaluate my life and say, am I really giving God my whole heart? Am I loving God wholeheartedly? And I wasn't. See, I had given God certain sections of my heart. I may have given him my relationships. I may have given him um, a certain sin that I was struggling with, but I was holding on to the finances really, really close. Wasn't really tithing at my church. Wasn't really trying to be generous. I was like, oh, God, I'll give you this and this, but I'm still, uh, let me have this one. That's just me, but I know all of us walk through something similar. Have you given God your whole heart? As we're talking about Noah, we're talking about favor, we're talking about um, walking in close fellowship with God, there comes a time where we may be focusing so much on someone else's blessings, someone else's favor, that it hinders our own. Imagine when you're outside, if you have a home, maybe you're outside and you're looking at the grass and your neighbor's grass is beautiful, it's amazing, it's thick, it's vibrant, but yours has a few patches in it has a few brown, ugly patches. Like when people drive by, they're like, that's gross. Like the people in the house need to work on their grass. Are you working on your own grass or looking at your neighbors? Are you trying to figure out how you can walk in closer fellowship with God or are you so busy being jealous being envious of your neighbor's blessings and your neighbor's favor. If you don't take anything else away from today, I want you to know that Noah exactly followed how he should, the instruction that God gave him. But number two is work daily on your relationship with Jesus. Not every other day, not once a week. Work daily on it. Set up, th this is something that me and my wife talked about maybe a month ago. Set up a daily appointment with Jesus in the morning. Say 6 a.m., I'm getting in my word, I'm praying, I may turn some YouTube worship on. I'm going to get with God daily. I'm going to make it a point to start my day off with Jesus. 
do that for a week and see how your week turns out. And then watch one day when you miss giving God your day and see the difference in the day. Walking in close fellowship with God means I'm going to love God wholeheartedly, which means I'm going to prioritize God, which means I'm going to be intentional about it and maybe waking up at six. Walking in close fellowship with God means that I'm going to obey God. It means that when he asks me to do something, I'm going to follow the instruction exactly as he told me to follow. Walking in close fellowship in God, with God, excuse me, means that I'm not going to be envious of my neighbor's blessings or envious of my neighbor's favor. I'm going to look at where the holes are in my yard, where the brown patches may be in my yard, and I'm going to work my tail off to make sure that it's green, to make sure that I'm walking as close to God as I possibly could be. And that's my question for you. Are you walking with God as close as you could be? Where are the holes in your life? Where are the brown spots in your life that you need to work on? Because the fact of the matter is this. When you're looking at your neighbor's front yard, he may have six or seven brown holes in the backyard. There may be some patches in his backyard that he hasn't addressed. You're so busy looking at your neighbor's, his blessing, his favor, and all this amazing stuff when God's working on some really, really deep stuff with him in the backyard. Walk with God. Walk with God. There's a brother that says, Stay ready so you don't have to be ready. He's Andy Minio. I don't know if you listen to Christian rap or not, but I do. You don't, the way you looked at me. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. He says, stay ready so you don't have to be ready. Work on your relationship with Jesus. Work on your relationship with Jesus. And when the opportunity comes for you to build an ark, for God to use you, you're ready. I want to tell you this last thing, and then I'm going to pray, and we're going to do communion together as a church. God doesn't have to use us. He can do anything. He doesn't have to use us. But I'm so, so happy that he chooses to use us. He chooses to use us to carry out his purpose. He chooses to use people to execute his plans. He doesn't need us to do that stuff. He can do whatever he wants to do at any time. But he says, I'm going to use these people, these people that are broken, these people that have issues, these people that have all these brown spots in the back of their yard. I'm going to use them. Noah, it says that he was righteous and blameless, but if you read the story of Noah, we see that he made some very, very bad mistakes later on in his life. He got drunk, and his, his son walked in on him when he wasn't clothed, and there was all sorts of stuff that everyone has gone through. The only perfect man in this Bible is Jesus Christ. So be encouraged. Be encouraged, no matter where you're at right now no matter what your brown spot may be, no matter what the thing is you may be struggling with, you continue to get better every day. It's just that it takes some intentionality. It takes some intentionality. It takes looking at your calendar and saying no to a few things. There is such thing as a healthy no. A lot of people may be pulling at you, but it's time to, to say, ah, this, this may not be the time for that. Healthy no's are okay.
Prioritize Jesus. Walk in close fellowship with Jesus. Let me pray for us, and then we're going to go into communion. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for every, every person that's in the building, every person that'll, that may see the, the, the message online later. I pray your Holy Spirit would give us wisdom. I pray your Holy Spirit would give us guidance. As we try to figure out in our life, what are the holes that we need to get better at? How can we walk in closer fellowship with you, God? I pray for anyone that may be going through some things today, God, that you would supernaturally just speak to them through somebody. Give them the answer that they may be looking for, God. Challenge them if they need to be challenged. Convict them if they need to be convicted. But we just thank you for who you are. God, if you don't do anything else in our lives, you've done enough by sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross. If you don't lift a finger, you've done enough already. God, we love you. We magnify you. In the name of Jesus, and everybody in the room said, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at Cinemark 20 off of Johnson Drive and I-35. We also have three community groups that meet every other Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or you can email me at jake at missioncitykc.com.